Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, there were not a lot of NBA basketball games last night, but there were a lot of NBA basketball games that mattered to the Jazz. The Lakers played, the Clippers played, and those are the two teams right now that are far and away the most interesting because those are the two the Jazz look like they're battling for the top spots in the West. A couple other games matching Western teams. Portland played Houston, and the Warriors played the Suns. But you start with the headliner, the Lakers lost. There it is. And the standings can say whatever they want, but the Lakers are the defending champs, and they have LeBron. And you can beat LeBron in the playoffs, but usually really deep in the playoffs, and you have to be really good. I mean, the finals are the only place he's lost in a long, long time. Since since he left Cleveland the first time. So, <clears throat> how good are they? How healthy are they? Anthony Davis didn't play. Davis uh, sat this one out. It's not clear how long he's going to be out. They were in Detroit, and he was out with what's uh, being called a, a quad injury. So, he doesn't go, and without him, they get beat 107-92. to 92. Uh, You hear the 92 points, and you know what you're going to see when you see in the box score. Uh, LeBron, and who else scored? Kuzma. And, and really not all that efficient, efficiently. Uh, LeBron was 8 of 19 and, and struggled to shoot. And they got, uh, they got beat soundly in the second half. They only scored 34 points in the second half of that game. Kuzma had 22 points on 9 of 17 shooting and hit 3 of his 7 threes. LeBron had 22 points, 8 of 19 shooting. Not so good. 4 of 8 from 3, that's good. Uh, they did not shoot a lot of free throws. So that, they couldn't really help themselves out at the line. You always wonder, you know, star treatment and all that. But LeBron only shot three free throws, and the team only shot 12. And they only made eight of them, so they left some points there. But in a 15-point loss, um, well, that, that wasn't really the deal. The, the problem was they, they shot 41%, and they missed Anthony Davis a lot. Uh, the Clippers, shorthanded against shorthanded Miami, uh, no, it was, it was kind of JV versus JV, to be honest. Tyler Hero was back for Miami. But they didn't have Butler, and they didn't have Dragic. Meanwhile, the Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard, and they didn't have Paul George. They were also missing Patrick Beverly. So both teams shorthanded. The Clippers get the win. Uh, they've got to be pumped that without their guys, they you know got the victory and are one on one on the road trip. And you know avoid the long losing streak at all costs. Avoid the long losing streak. Uh, the Warriors. Uh, I saw a headline, Warriors catch a break, Devin Booker out in Phoenix. Yeah, well, on paper that sounded like a good idea, and we'd probably all nod our heads in agreement, but the Warriors lost by 21 because Steph Curry shot the ball well, and after that it got slim pickings for the Warriors. Even Draymond Green had a total stinker of a game offensively. They just they couldn't score. And Houston beats Portland 104-101. And, of course, Portland's shorthanded, right, because Nurkic is out and C.J. McCollum is out. So it's uh, Damian Lillard and, and who? And Portland got off to a great start, had an enormous uh, like 18-point lead in the first quarter, and they're up by 15 after one quarter, and they trailed at halftime. They were down 53-50, and then it was a pretty close game the rest of the way. Carmelo Anthony, man, 3 of 15, 0 for 4 from 3, finished with 6 points. Huge disappointment there. Canner gave him 13 points and 13 boards, and Damian Lillard had his 30, um, but it wasn't enough. 
So if you're uh, if you're following the standings, and I know it's a little early for a pennant race for some of you because we're you know basically at the quarter pole. As PK likes to go with the uh, the thoroughbred horse racing references. Uh, the Jazz fourteen and four are a half game in front of the Clippers, and they are now a full game in front of the Lakers. And everybody's got fourteen wins. The Jazz are a game up in the loss column on the Clippers and two up in the loss column on the Lakers. And then it's three games back to the Nuggets, and it's the Spurs in fifth place. All of a sudden, go figure. So. So there you go. There's a night in the NBA. Jazz will be back at it tonight. And the Jazz are playing the Mavericks for the second time in three days. Dallas comes in at 8-10, and 10, which right now is good for 12th in the West. And they are six games behind the Jazz. But playing a team twice in three days, and we got to see what we hear as far as uh, availability, who's going to play, who's not. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell, concussion protocol, so we're waiting to hear about him. Uh, Derek Favors is out with the back. We're waiting to hear about him. Doncic played, didn't really look like himself, but they scored a bunch of points, didn't have the rebounds and assists in the game Wednesday. And the knee was clearly bothering when he was sitting on the bench in the first quarter, and he's getting some kind of treatment early in the second quarter. He came back and played. He's a gamer, but... Um, you know, if he's not right, obviously that's going to that's gonna hurt the Mavs a lot. So uh, who played and who didn't play was a big deal last night. I mean, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, that's, that's a lot of big names not playing in the NBA. That's a lot of star power right there. We'll see what happens with the Jazz and Mavericks tonight. And the Jazz go play Denver on uh, – on Sunday afternoon. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Craig Bullerjack and then Joe Ingalls, stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz play the Dallas Mavericks tonight. The game tips off at 8 o'clock. It's on ESPN. Part of an ESPN doubleheader. I think the Bucks are in the first game. And we'll see if the Jazz can stretch their win streak to 11. It's uh, It's got to end at some point, but you just try to push the end date back and pile up as many wins as you can. And, uh, you know, while, while it's going good, just pile them up. Nobody can take them away from you. The Jazz have 14 here through through 18 games, and we'll see how they handle the Mavs tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, Craig Bowlerjack came on the air late in the show yesterday to talk about the Jazz and the issues and a little bit about the Chiefs. He grew up in the Kansas City area. Huge Chiefs fan. He's geared up for the Super Bowl. Here's Bowler with PK and I on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, brought to you by the University of Utah Health. Trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. And Bowler... You're not just the voice of the Jazz. You are a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and you were back in the Super Bowl. And I imagine <laughs> when you're not calling Jazz games, you think about that a good chunk of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading up as much as I can. Uh, of course, uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they've got a lot of weapons there. I'm, I'm excited to see how this turns out with uh, the legend and one Tom Brady. Um you know, it's an amazing story for him to, to jump from the Patriots and in one year bring uh, the Buccaneers to a Super Bowl. But uh, that's what they brought him down to do, right? Um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We're interested to see if Kansas City's got a dynasty going on. Yeah, like a little mini, a little mini two game. You know, I tell you, PK, I was thinking to myself back in the day, like with Terry Bradshaw and and the, and the Steelers and how they just dominated for you know under Chuck Knoll, and then they had the Forty Nine er run with Montana, and Steve Young grabbed a championship. I, I wonder if it's more difficult or still balanced in the sense of in the eyes of GMs in the National Football League to, to build a dynasty in these days uh, don't know don't know I mean you, you, it's all about a quarterback right there's the similarities between dynasties how to have weapons to throw to and obviously uh, Mahomes has plenty uh, to to get the job done but I just wonder what what the thoughts are around the NFL about building dynasties um, I mean the Patriots did it uh, Gronk and, and Brady were so dynamic with other pieces that went with it. But, uh, God, I think it's difficult to keep everybody together for such a long period of time. So the Utah Jazz have won 10 in a row. The Utah Jazz have a half-game lead over the Lakers in a game over the Clippers. They have the best record in the NBA. We are a quarter of a way through the season. What do you know for sure, and what are you still waiting to find out? Well, we're 17 games in, and, you know, we were 18. talking about, yeah, yeah, 18 after last night. Um, wondering, you know, where, uh, you know, where they would be at 20. Well, I think we got our answer a little early, but, you know, uh, it's it's really intriguing to watch this team. It's, um, there's very few faults uh, at this time. I mean, Joe stepped in last night into his starter role that he, he knows so well and, and didn't miss a beat. I mean, look look great. Um, seven threes, wow. I mean, come on. It was, uh, it was a thing of beauty. But what I found out, I think, last night was the depth of this team and the, the goal they have is to, to, you know, like we're talking championships, right? I know it's early and everybody gets excited, but, you know, sometimes groups of guys formulate a plan and they try to see it through. And, you know, I hope the jazz uh, and jazz fans can ride through this and we'll see where it takes, uh, takes everybody. But right now you have to be pretty excited that without Donovan and D saves last night, that the depth of this team was, was on display and multiple guys can do some great things. Gobert was, was, you know, a 2020 um, was, was a thing of beauty and you know Jordan Clarkson's play continues to uh, just put you in kind of this uh, state of shock because of just how dynamic the guy is playing and keeps the dribble alive uh, he finds seams and scores but the energy they play with the confidence they play with I think just again uh, the team concept of playing on the floor together seems to be uh, it's a hard combination to be right now no doubt so go back a couple of weeks. They lose the two ball games in New York, and we're thinking, oh, they got to go to Milwaukee. This could be a three-game losing streak. It'll be 500 or maybe even below. Well, then the exact opposite happens, and they don't lose. If you had to put your finger on one or two things that have been the difference, what are they? Well, PK, I think you know everyone keeps saying the same thing when you ask that question to Conley, to Gobert, to Donovan. It was that one speech where you know we've got to find out you know really who we are, who we want to be. Well, they decided you know play some defense consistently. I mean, it was spotty, it was good at times, but not not a consistent flow. And look, there's going to be runs in the NBA as we know, but I think that's where you have the starting point is. Is they there's been nights 
you know, where they still need to be more physical, and they've been starting to do that more and more and and showing more, you know, confidence. But Conley said it best the other day on Zoom was, you know, for him, I guess is the best way, and I think it reflects on the rest of the team. But, again, last year he was, you know, kind of lost, didn't trust, uh, had to be, having to know that Gobert was truly behind him, uh, that he didn't have to overplay on defense. And I was looking again last night, just the rotations. They're able to, you know, uh, just play off each other and the help defense and the rotation on def- on defense, they know where to be. And I think that's one thing Dennis Lindsay, uh, you know, talked about at the very beginning of the season. They didn't make a lot of change because of COVID for one. And they didn't. They knew they had a, a good core, and they brought favors in who already knew uh, how to play in the Quinn Snyder system. And they thought they could just kind of pick it up and be ahead of the game. Well, they're a, they are ahead of the game right now among most teams in the league. But what we're watching too is they added a three-point shot, PK and DJ, and they have five five players that are jumping over the forty percent mark. And Quinn Snyder has given them the ultra green light to put them up 42 a game. And, you know, I didn't think I'd see that uh, in, in the, the Quinn Snyder era, but it's here. And it's, way, it's the way of the NBA. And the Jazz just have the shooters and the defense to make it work. And they're proving that in the numbers around the league, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. So the balance, DK, to answer your question, I think it's balance on both sides of the ball that has really put the Jazz on top in the NBA. So Denver's won five in a row. Do you think that uh, that game Sunday, that they, they have kind of joined the big three atop the West, whatever they were going through early in the year, and we should really circle that game Sunday? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's an early one, but hey, two weeks ago, the Jazz you know, had uh, they, they couldn't stop Jamal Murray, and the guy's special. I mean, or, or let's just say he has a way of, of playing against the Jazz like an Austin Rivers or, uh, you know, uh, that's the, there's some players that just like playing against the Jazz or they, the matchups just work. But, no, Jokic is, is a special big with three-point ability, and now they're starting to kind of figure things out without Torrey Craig and uh, Jamal. So, uh, you know, five straight wins in this league is, is hard to do. Make it ten, and that's even more impressive. Uh, it's the NBA. There's good teams out there. And, and great players, but to win 10 uh, is, uh, is is special. They, they beat good teams along the way. Milwaukee for one, the Clippers. Um, Dallas is supposed to be a team uh, that a lot of people are hanging their hat on. But I thought the Jazz just you know looked more energized, more physical last night, and they just looked more confident along the way. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that more physical because it seemed like in getting that deficit – that the Jazz had. The Knicks were a little physical with them early in the game, and obviously the Jazz responded in the second half and, and won going away. Do you see that as a potential tactic that teams might use to try to get in the faces of these guys more? Yeah, I do, PK. I think it's it's a great point. Um, look, the second half was a totally flip from what we saw in the first. Uh, the Jazz got bullied, got pushed around, and I think teams will say, look, Let's see how they react, and uh, how do you, you know, if you bump them off the three-point line, um, you know, that's another issue. Can they fight through, uh, you know, picks? How physical do they want to be? And, you know, the Jazz, I guess, were challenged at halftime. Don't know what happened in the locker room, but they came out with a totally different approach. 
to the Knicks and really kind of played their game. Uh, I mean, the Knicks game. They said, all right, want to be physical? We'll be physical back. And they shut them down. I mean, a 35-point second half after really kind of wondering if the streak was going to be over PK. But, no, I, I, I think Quinn challenges them all the time about the physicality of this game. Uh, you know, Rudy last night looked to stand his ground. Um, you know, Mike Conley has been fighting through uh, picks. Royce O'Neal, I think, is part of this, you know, uh, this as well, is that he's been given that chore, man, to take on some of the toughest, uh, you know, players in the league on a nightly basis and you know he's trying to stand to the challenge but I do like the fact that he you know puts a chest on a guy bumps him around tries to push him off the spot and the same with Clarkson despite his size PK um, I think he's a tough nut I really do the guy just is a baller a player and doesn't like to back down to anybody and sometimes a player like that as you guys know players follow and it just sets the tempo for the rest of the night and you know, I think that's part of the equation during this 10-game win streak, too. It hasn't been consistent, but it's been there at times, which is, uh, you know, played into the Jazz hands. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that it's just an absolute lock. They're going to see more physical play because there just aren't very many teams that have the skill level so that you're going to want to play, for lack of a better word, a finesse game with them. I mean, the Clippers are shooting the three very well. They're leading the league, so maybe they could outshoot the Jazz. But when you can't outshoot a team... You got to get into them. I mean, what? Or you can just take your twenty-point beating. Right, right, right. You can do one or the other. And you know, thinking of another guy that has the ability is is Joe, um, who has gotten into the head of Paul George a few years ago. You know, still has the snarky look and sometimes plays the mind game verbally, which uh, uh, can do the job <laughs> just as just as well. But. Hey, Joe played great last night, and um, he's also adjusted to his second, you know, uh, the second team role. And I just, you got to tip your hat. He may not like it, but he won't say it. But the guy last night, you know, can can jump from a starter uh, or a second unit guy and be very productive. And his three ball, by the way, uh, struggled early, but the range is there. Last night, man, thing of beauty. Thing of beauty, and to watch him work with Gobert too, there there is a connection. Let's be honest. And Favors and Joe have it as well. Ingles has the way of finding the open man. The little ball fake in, he can roll and finish with the left hand. Um, he he's just a crafty, crafty guy who is going to play as long as he wants in this league. Um, I thought he looked as good as he as he has all year long last night. I really did. So with Mitchell, you know, he's 24 years of age, and of the guys in the rotation, he's three years younger than everybody else. And Conley, he's nine years younger. So you see the big, bad Goliath dude in Shaq going after uh, Mitchell the way he did. you think that that brings the team a little bit more unifying, or is it overstating? Because it's sort of like, wait a second, you're picking on our little brother, and he's the best we got. Yeah. You know, PK, it's bulletin board material that anybody uses anything they can, in my opinion, to motivate. And I don't think, you know, at a professional level, I still think it's it's good to have something to tick you off, to play mad. And, you know, yeah, I think it's a little brother syndrome, a little bit, the sense of protecting the guy. Because, look, look at Ricky Rubio, what he said. Um, yeah. You know, former teammate 
uh, was very dynamic uh, on his comments on Twitter about what Donovan's done and accomplished early in his career. You know, i got to be honest, um, I don't know where those comments really came from or why, uh, but if Donovan can use them to his advantage, so be it. You know, Shaq, comments you make, you have to back them up, and then he doubled down on it, uh, is what Shaq said. So, you know, the Jazz have another TNT game uh, early in February uh, with Boston. We'll see if there's a follow-up to it. But I don't think the Jazz, at least on the surface, as you know, they don't like to talk outside the locker room much. But I'm sure inside uh, there was a lot of head scratching and uh, a little jaw drop. But i got to be honest, you know, for a guy barely four years into this league, the way he handled things was as mature as it comes. You could have He could have been set up for, you know, a little verbal confrontation there. But Donovan, I thought, handled it as well as anybody could for his age. You know, a veteran may laugh it off and go back at Shaq, but for a young guy like that, he handled, you know, a Hall of Famer as well as I, I could have expected. And I tell you, as I watched it, you know, I was just like staring into the screen for 15 minutes straight wondering, where is this going? And I don't know if we ever got the answer, but for Donovan, I thought he handled it as well as anybody could ever think. Craig Bolajak joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So uh, you look at these teams at the top of the West. Do you have them all bunched as a group of four? Do you think there's some real separation? I know Denver isn't quite there with the other three, but I'm writing that off to all the changes they've had. And it's not that they've got a bunch of great wins in this five-game win streak, but I, I expect them to be good, so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. And I'm, I'm grouping them with the other three teams. They're not that far back, and they've been second and third the last couple of years, so why not? Um, but do you see any separation among this, this group of four? Well, I would think as we reach the 20-game mark, I think there is beginning to be separation. Uh, you know, Phoenix was supposed to be a, a hot team. With Chris Paul, but they're 500. Uh, I think I, I'm still looking at Memphis surprise, San Antonio surprise, Steph Curry's ability just to lead a team. You know, they're 10 and 8. Um, Blazers, don't know if they'll be able to hold in at the five spot. But, I, you know, really, if you look at it, I, I think there is beginning to get the separation everybody expects. Uh, are the Jazz a surprise team? I think for some, yeah, to be on top of the West uh, over the mighty Lakers and Clippers. Um, but I would see those three uh, being at a high level. Denver could jump in, and that's where they are at number four, as you said. Uh, Dallas is a surprise. I thought the Pel- Pelicans would be better. Um, but look, it's still a young team led by Zion. And, uh, you know, the Jazz were able to, to beat, uh, beat you know, Williamson in, in this building just a few nights ago. So, you know, in the East, it's Philly, it's the Bucks, it's Indy, and uh, I, I'm thinking probably Brooklyn feels like they're in a pretty good position as they continue to, to kind of um, get the chemistry with the big three there. So, yeah, I think it's starting to separate. I really do. I mean, you're tw- nearly 20 games in on a 72-game season. And, uh, you know, the big question, can the Jazz stay healthy? And that's the way it is for the rest of the NBA. Because an injury – uh, to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, even Denver would uh, would really be difficult to overcome for a, with a mainline, streamline player uh, for sure. But the Jazz, I think, again last night showed that if you have an issue with a player, you know, and this was just one game. Granted, you don't have to do it over a five or ten game period, but uh, there is some depth uh, with this team, 
and they didn't seem to miss a beat. They did not miss a beat last night. No, they certainly didn't. So I'm sort of wondering, what do you think they can get from Mitchell? <laughs> what was it last yesterday afternoon? Somebody said, hey, if they win, everyone's going to say, let's just move Donovan. I thought, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is in this, in this world, right? It's uh, what if, what if, let me look at the trade. What is that, uh, the trade tracker? No. Hey, Donovan Mitchell's going nowhere. I love his game. Look, he's growing leaps and bounds and plus dj pk you don't get a player that has leadership ability and the ability to to um uh, be a locker room presence like donovan mitchell at the age of 24 with still the level he's not reached yet of of his heights of his career look Shaq wants him to you know have 10 assists or 10 rebounds a game Try to take one away from Royce O'Neal, Derek Favors, or Rudy Gobert. Um, and he is very conscious, by the way, of getting his teammates involved. Uh, Joe does the same thing. Conley is having a terrific year with dishing out assists as well. I think in 14 years, I don't know how you guys think, but I, I never thought a player could get better You know, as an, as an older vet. But I think Mike Conley fits that description very well. Um, he gets it. He's learning, he, and he's open to it. A lot of times you shut yourself 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 off, you know, after being a, a long time, you know, NBA pro or NFL pro or in the uh, in the world of baseball, whatever it may be. But the guy's coachable, and he's been able to change his game, and uh, he's uh, it's reflecting right now how well he's playing. He's been a real constant in this ten game run. Well, you can talk about veterans with the Jazz, but I know when your attention turns to the NFL, you're automatically going to fall in line fall in line behind the young guy. Well, right now I am. Yeah, young guy's pretty good. You know, Mahomes, I mean, look what he's done. And, you know, you look at Donovan, who hopes to gain that type of, of uh, I guess, the award status. But I don't think for Donovan, everyone always says, look, it's not about the awards, it's about the ultimate win. And, you know, if you win titles, everything else is good, right? It takes care of itself. But, you know, obviously – Mahomes has had personal accolades on top of a Super Bowl championship, and to win two would be outrageous at his age. And, you know, just comparing the two, I think they both have a lot of leadership qualities of the same nature. You just have to get a title. Uh, And if that comes, great. If not, other accolades will follow. But ask John and Carl. I mean, they were there twice, and a guy named Jordan was able to, to, uh, to, to win. But, man, it's fun watching the growth, and it's fun watching this team try to reach the highest of levels against some of the best players in the world, well, the best players in the world, and a guy named LeBron, who is like a Jordan, uh, who still has the ability at his age, PK, DJ, to play at a high level. Uh, he's, he's, he's outrunning father time right now. And, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> when I watch him play, he doesn't look 35. And his attitude is still of one to, to go out and dominate you got to tip your hat to that. I know Jazz fans not in love with the guy, and I can get it uh, because he's had great success. But the Lakers are tough. The Clippers are going to be tough. And the Jazz are proving they're just uh, trying to be just as tough. But it's a, that next level is so difficult. And maybe the Jazz are inching into that. And maybe to feel what it's like to be a, a Western Conference leader nearly 20 games in may be something they like and that they want to stay at that level. So we'll, we'll ride along with them. Bowler, thanks for the time. As always, we'll uh, we'll see you on the next game. Thanks, guys. Good good to talk. Take care. There's Craig Bowler, Jack. When we come back, Joe Ingles, stay with us. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles joined us uh, in yesterday's show and uh, had a lot <laughs> he had a lot of things to say. He had a good story about uh, Jordan Clarkson and their first conversation. You got to hear that. Uh, Joe was in fine form after the game on Wednesday when they did the, the post game with him. And, you know, he's asked about the win streak and being first in, in having the best being first place in the West and having the best record in the NBA and I don't care uh, and he, he also always loves to get into the unsalvageable whenever he can drop a reference to that which he did he's in a good mood Wednesday night and he's still in a good mood when he joined us late in yesterday's show here's Joe Ingles hey yeah this is the Zone Sports Network back to Joe and he'll flush and it's time to hear from the best looking most charismatic <laughs> And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. (laughs) With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Eagles brought to you by the folks at Cypress Credit Union. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, you cracked me up last night. Did I? You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait in the postgame to get a question about a 10-game win streak and be in first place. And you're looking sideways, and I'm like, who's he talking to? Or is this just a theatrical setup? And then you're like, yeah, I don't really care. (laughs) And I'm like, that is just classic Joe. There's a few people in that room, so I get to look at a couple people. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to kind of. I guess I, you don't want to discredit it. I don't think it's. But we weren't like trying to book a private room and have a special dinner for, for ten with ten wins in a row. It is like I said, it's, it's good and it shows that we're we're playing at a high level and, and we've been able to win through different scenarios. We've been able to win playing bad. We've been able to win not shooting the ball well. We've been able to win off our defense, whatever it's been. So um, it's great, but I I think our group, and I think from some of the the comments last night from other guys and and in the the previous few games, there's obviously um, bigger goals in mind. Like I said, it's it's great, but last night was still one game, and um, we're going to have to be ready for a, a, a pretty energetic kind of, fighting team on, on Friday that's going to obviously really want to want to get a win. <clears throat> so you've been playing this game for a long time, a lot of different levels and countries and all that stuff and leagues. I wanted you to, to evaluate on a scale of what was fun for you in the past compared to how much fun you're having now. Can I make an argument that this is the most fun you've had playing basketball? Um, you can make the argument. I don't know if you'll win the argument. <laughs> Uh, tell us that. Um, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I've i been pretty, I think, open the whole seven years. So, like, I've had a, 
a lot of fun. Obviously, winning is a big part of, of kind of enjoying it and having more fun as well. And those first couple of years were tough, but we, the last few years, like we've been very lucky. And obviously, that started kind of with the Millers, and, and obviously now with Ryan taking over and, and Dennis kind of from the, the top down. But, but having really good guys in our locker room and good teammates. Um, obviously, I've only been here seven years now but, but even previous to that like there's not many guys you guys would have known or, or in the past that were were just kind of crappy teammates like we've, we've been very lucky and, and obviously that's a, a culture that's here but very lucky um, like I said kind of starting with the Millers but having really good people um, yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it and again I, I think that goes down to, to winning a lot of it as well when you're you can have good guys, but even if you're losing, it just takes that little bit of that joy away because you all want to win. We're all here for the same thing. We're all trying to kind of achieve the same goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, I it's hard to compare sometimes. Like playing for, for Australia for me with some of the guys that I've grown up with, some of the guys I'm best friends with and, and like I said, have grown up playing basketball with and, and grown up knowing their lives, like they're knowing their families and growing up with, with Paddy Mills and his mum and dad and stuff like that. So that for me will will always be kind of number one. It always has been. It, as a kid growing up, I, I wanted to play for Australia. I didn't ever think of playing in the NBA or if I would be able to play in the NBA. So, um, yeah, Australia, I mean, it'll, it'll always be number one for me. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, this is this is pushing pushing pretty close to it. Joe Ingles join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. I was, uh, I was actually glad to hear you say, even though you probably you know, oversold it for comedy's sake, I was glad to hear what you said about the winning streak in first place. Because I think if you'd been too excited about it, it would just mean that it's more likely fool's gold and probably going to end soon. I think there's a better chance to push this out a little bit. You're going to lose again, but even when you go back and look at championship teams, it's about extending the good runs and shortening the valleys. Even really good teams hit slumps, but their slumps are two or four games, not six or eight games. So do you have a sense of that in the locker room, that, hey, a loss will come and a couple losses will come, but just minimizing that is the important thing because you can't eliminate it no matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't sat in the locker room and said like, "Hey, we're going to lose at some point, but let's enjoy this." Like while it's, while it's, while we're rolling, um, uh, everyone knows like it's it's, it's like you said, it's kind of, we're not going to win whatever sixty games in a row um, or whatever's left. So we we realise that that that'll happen, but I, I think like you can just tell. I think I think Rudy said it last night, or, or someone said it last. Night. Like it's just a really good vibe in the locker room. Like guys know. What we're there to do, like I said, we've we've won playing bad. We've won, obviously, playing well. We've won shooting the ball well. We've won off our defense. We've we've found different ways to win at different times. Obviously, different guys have stepped up. Um, obviously, only yesterday, well, I, I was out for a little bit. Donovan out with uh, with Fave. Um, we we haven't really had to kind of face probably too much adversity this year as as the previous years, but. Just that not being kind of satisfied. Like, we, we won the game last night. It was coach did his little piece after, and kind of as soon as it was over, it was like, all right, like, 
we got to be ready for Friday. Like, guys, enjoy it. We, we laugh. Obviously, like I said, we have a good time with our group, but it was like, uh, we got like we got to be ready Friday because they're, they're going to come out and try and jump jump us on Friday. And, and like I said, they're, they're still a really good team and, and they're going to want to win one of these two games. It's kind of like a the playoff series when you go and you start on the road or you start at home. Like, the road team's like, hey, we just got to steal one of these road games. Um, so I'm sure that's their mentality. And... Um, yeah, so like I said, I mean, we'll enjoy it. We, we have fun on the court. We have fun while we're sitting on the bench and in the locker room and on the plane and wherever we're allowed to be, be around each other without getting in trouble at the moment. Um, but just that kind of unsatisfying feeling of, like, it was it was great, but we need to just keep pushing, keep keep getting this thing further. And, and like I said, I mean, if we can keep winning, great. We, we obviously know we're going to lose a game at some point, we'll, we'll hit a hot team or, or we'll have an off night or whatever it is, but um, yeah, just keep getting better and better and, and um, using each data. Like, we'll, we'll go in today and watch some film and get treatment and get what we need to get done and, and get ready for Friday. Individually, can I also make an argument that this is the best you've been playing since you've been in the NBA? Um... I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll let you guys and whoever's calling in next debate that. I, don't, I mean, I don't really care um, if I'm playing like the worst I've ever played, and we're on a ten-game winning streak. Great, because I know I'll, I'll know I'll figure it out at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to play well. Um, I, I think I, I talked. I think we talked about. It, I've talked about it a little bit, but like the first time last year coming off the bench and just trying to figure it out and not that you like not that I was against coming off the bench but you're trying to figure out how you can be effective and how you can be useful to the team because like I said at the end of the day we want to win games and um, I probably just didn't really get that comfortable with it Um, I obviously was bought into it I I wasn't kind of like denying my role or, or anything like that but um, also through injury, I was I ended up starting probably more than I came off the bench anyway last year. I think um, so. I think just sitting down with Quinn again this year, and, and I mean, he didn't need to tell me. Obviously, I think I I knew from the start I I would be coming off the bench again this year, um, kind of the same as what I thought last year. And just sitting with him and figuring out different ways to be aggressive, how I can help the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I don't know if it's the best I've played or not, but I do feel really comfortable in my role. I think coming in with Fave at whatever point of the game and then, then playing with JC, like even just playing with JC was different. Like we, we get him at the trade or before the trade deadline and figuring out how I can help him and he can help me. And we've got a really good chemistry on the court um, now as well. So you throw Fave into that and, um, yeah, it's fun. Um, I'm, I think we're all pretty happy with the way we're playing, but like I said, we we got more work to do. So I'm curious about some of the things you kind of referenced, all the rules that you can and can't do. And and when you go <laughs> on the road, I've heard there's actually people to make sure you don't leave the hotel. Some teams, maybe all teams, I don't know, people to make sure you don't leave the floor. What, what if you want to do something as simple as go to a gym and get up shots. Can you can you do that if you just want to go get in a you know extra 30 or 60 minutes worth of shooting? Can you do that or is that an incredible pain? Yeah, I mean I think you could probably do something like that, but I mean there's 
and, and I'm not saying this in a negative way or anything, but there, there's so many rules that um, it's probably almost too, like harder to do that than it is to, to not do it kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just, there's a lot of um, rules and regulation protocols, whatever you want to call them, that we've, we've got to follow. And, um, I mean, our guys have, have been great. I think it's everyone at, at different times, you, you're going to kind of forget something or, or like, we, we have to test every morning before a certain time. Um, some guys are, are rocking up <laughs> right kind of before that time because you just, it's it's quite a lot of, quite a lot earlier before what usually what our starting time is for, for practice or, or whatever. So um, we've got to go back in at night every night and, and test at night as well. Um, I mean, in Denver in that early game, we usually test, I think, between like five and seven at night um, for the second test. If it's a, a day game like it is in Denver, we've got a test between like 10.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. or something like that. So it's it's just kind of um, our guys, that the Barnett, um, one of our um, jazz guys, is kind of in charge of it. So just, I guess, kind of keeping on track of, of the text messages that come through to, to know that you're not missing anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, our guys have been... Our guys have been good. I think you're going to have guys kind of slip up at, at times as much as everyone's trying to do the right thing. But um, it, it's on all of us to hold each other accountable to, to whoever, tell someone to put a mask on or, or to whatever it is, keep a certain distance away. On the, we can't really hang out on the road too much apart from com- like the team activities or, or whatever it is. So, um, again, at the end of the day, we're, we're lucky that we still get to play. Um, we follow a few rules, but... I think not only us and the enjoyment we get from it, but I think the healthier we can stay as a, as a league, not just as a team, but the, the, the better it is for, for general public. People love watching NBA basketball, so we're all uh, trying to do the best we can. So when you have a situation where you have two of your top seven or eight guys out, is there anything that needs to be said as far as picking up the pace, or you guys just already understand it naturally and automatically? Um, I, I think we understand. I think, luckily, but unluckily, we've kind of unfortunately been in this situation a, a fair bit in my time here. So, at, at different times, we've had had to have different guys step up. And I think, again, it's it's like the the win streak or losing. It. Like we all we all know, like hey, like Donovan and Favor are a big part of our our group, and um, we're not just going to roll in and, and play the exact same way. We know different guys' strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that, and, and we just try and do the best we can to kind of shoulder the load for the guy that's out. And um, Obviously, last night, it's like I, I get thrown into the starting lineup. The the young guys play a bit more. JC, obviously, is going to get more. Like, different guys are going to get more touches. Um, so it's, it, it's a little bit different, and you're kind of learning on the fly. But I think... Um, the benefit of our group and having a very similar team with, with a lot of our guys over the last few years is um, we kind of know where to, to pick it up and where other guys will pick it up. So you just kind of, um, like, yeah, I, I think it's more known than, than not. Um, sometimes it takes, it might take a quarter, it might take a half, but, but we're going to figure it out. I think we, 
we were able to do it pretty quickly last night and, and kind of get rolling. And then we figured out, obviously, the way they were playing and the, the, what was working for us and, and just try to exploit it as much as we could. In Michael Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance, Scottie Pippen cracked a lot of people up when uh, he was asked about the last possession of Jordan's, you know, the last shot of Jordan's career, what he was thinking running down court. And he said, I was thinking to just get the bleep out of the way, which is a funny <laughs> line. I think NBA basketball is way more choreographed than people know. You know, where you're standing down to like one or two steps, if you're in the corner or not in the corner, you can hear a lot from Quinn or assistant coaches. It's it's very choreographed and specific. But are, when Jordan Clarkson has it going, are you in Scottie Pippen get mode? Get out Just, of the way. Yeah, exactly. Give him the ball and get the bleep out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you, you guys know from previous years of kind of how detailed Quinn is with like getting in the corner or where, where he wants Rudy to catch it on the elbow or on like wherever, whatever offense we're running, um, even defensively where, where we're standing. So um, I, I think the, I mean, I, I, JC is one of, the, one of the best, not just teammates, but one of the best people I've ever been around. Um, uh, you guys know like how, how funny he is and how positive he is and, and carefree. Like he just goes out and, and plays. He, he doesn't, think too much which probably <laughs> hurts him at times but he um that's just him like he's such a good dude and you know he's doing everything um with the right frame of mind he, he's not he's not doing anything to, to he's not trying to shoot the ball or whatever to, to take away from someone else it's just just what his mindset is is he is he comes in and, and just kind of hoops and um we know that with jc and I, I think it's a really good thing for our team like we're we are a structured team. We play within structure, and JC plays within that structure. But we also know at times, like you said, like if he's got it or he's got it going, it's like figure out a way to, to get him the ball. And and literally, like a lot of the times he does. I, I, I'll never forget. Obviously, I've only played with him for a year and a half or whatever now, or whatever it is, probably only about a year. But the, the first ever conversation as a jazz players that we had, he, he told me that, if I was ever stuck with the ball with like under five seconds, just like because that's a, it's a tough situation when you got the ball and it's like five four and you're trying to figure out. He's like, just throw me the ball and I'll get a great shot up. And I was like, oh, that's like all right. So every time I when I'm out there with him, if it gets late clock and I know it, like and I haven't got just like a catch and shoot, I'm like trying to find JC because I know he's going to get a shot up. So um, yeah, I mean he's 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 really fun to play with, and I think. He, he'd said it too. Like this, this is the first group that he's really been. Obviously, he went to the finals with that Cavs team. But apart from that, this is the first kind of winning team he'd he played on, and and just the how much fun and the, the joy he gets out of it. And, and like I said, he, he plays within our structure, but he, he's also got a different element that that we don't have that we haven't really had in the past. So, um, yeah, he, he's a he's a perfect fit for our group on and off the court. So with that movie screen... If he stops wearing dresses into the arena. (laughs) Please don't. Uh, With that movie screen, Gobert cost you two points in that second half. Would you describe your relationship with Gobert as unsalvageable? (laughs) I I can't stand him, and I'm never passing to him again, and it's unbelievable. I'm not talking to him ever again. Don't blame you, man. He cost you two points. What, What did he... Did you... His comments last night too, like he. Uh, I mean, I've said it before. People get so caught up in little bits and pieces, and like everybody thinks that 
everybody's like relationship or job or family or friends like everything's just like perfect rosy bubble all the time and I mean I've I mean you guys have probably said it like I've screamed at Rudy on the court before for certain things he's screamed at me before like Quinn's gone off at probably all of us at different times different times whether you guys see it or not um and people just get so caught up in these like little bits and pieces like it's just yeah so much stuff gets blown out of proportion um in the world but especially in the nba with all the cameras and and all that you catch every little glimpse or look or word or or whatever it is so yeah i mean I, i find it funny and it's why i obviously make um little jokes about things here and there because i i i mean like i said day after that comment came out like guys are reading from the outside like we we know what's going on within the four walls of our training facility and and the core group of our guys and stuff like that so yeah we're 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 good we we find it more funny than anything well, Joe, we appreciate it as always, and we appreciate you dropping unsalvageable in the middle of uh, post-game interviews. That was good. Well done. <laughs> Keep it up. We don't expect anything else. No worries. Appreciate it. There's Joe Ingles. When we come back, what is training? Get you ready for a big weekend of college basketball, big game for the Jazz with the Mavericks, and uh, the Lakers losing, and the Clippers winning without their stars. Uh, a lot of star power didn't play in the NBA last night. We'll get to all of that next. Stay with us. Thank <laughs> you.